Welcome to Truth Matters, a ministry of the First Church of God in Glasgow, Kentucky. Truth Matters believes in the words in Acts 2.47 that proclaim, The Lord adds to His church daily such as should be saved. We believe in the Great Commission Christ gave before returning to the Father, and we obey His command in Matthew 28.19 to go and make disciples of all men. Now join us as Pastor Terry Ames gives today's message. Not going to have the normal Memorial Day service that probably most churches are given this morning. First off, I wish to express my sincere appreciation for those who've served in the service of our country and for those who gave their lives to defend our freedom and our country from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Memorial Day is a unique celebration of life of our heroes that deserve more than just visits to the park or barbecues or trips to the lake. It's a solemn day to thank God for those who were brave and stood between us and those who would destroy us. With that in mind, I have no glorious sermon about war or heroic action or stories of our brave men and women. My father was wounded twice in Vietnam. I know what it's like. I was raised an army brat during Vietnam. But I don't have any of those stories this morning. I have a more pressing burden on my heart. A country and its people that boasts on itself. Not that they were the greatest country in the world or the freest country in the world. But there's people out here that's beating their chests against those who gave their lives against fascism and against communism and all while turning away from the God it was founded upon. My heart breaks for America today, my friends. It really does. But more disheartening is how quickly from day to day things change for the worse. Politicians are boasting they will change the country. Atheists proclaim that soon they will prove God is dead. Christians boast in their abundant lifestyle and ability to weather financial storms. The Bible tells us to beware in our boasting. Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. See, we Christians are warned about boasting about tomorrow. But there are some days of great significance to us, and it is okay to remember those days. While the warning of boasting about tomorrow is clear, as a Christian, we can have significant days in our lives that we can be happy about or celebrate. We can be proud. The Lord says that he hates a proud look. But we can be proud just means to be happy about who we are, what we believe in, and the direction that God is taking us. So what direction is God taking us? And what do we have to be proud of? Proud of, or what do we have to, to uh, celebrate? Well, it's not boasting. But we can celebrate and remember and be in remembrance of the yesterday of our regeneration. What does that mean? That means that's the day of salvation. It's of great significance to many Christians. It should be great significance to all Christians. But I see so many today, they just take it like, yeah, I was saved uh, when I was 15. 
but they're still living like the devil. So are you really saved? Have you really given your life to Christ? Are you remembering something that you just said behind a preacher that said, follow this, say this after me and you'll be saved? God doesn't give you a magic incantation. God says he needs you to be repentant. That means you need to understand you need a Savior. That means you need to understand that you're a sinner and repent of that sin. So that is the day of remembrance for our regeneration. It was yesterday. For me, it was my yesterdays. I remember that I was a, thought I was a good person, but I drank and I caroused and I did a, most of the things the Bible says don't do. So I was on my way to hell. But through the grace and the love of Jesus Christ and the seeds that were planted by other Christians, as I grew and I became an, a, a mature adult, and as I continued doing these sins, occasionally a Christian would come through and plant a seed. Because of them, those seeds of regeneration started in me, those seeds that would lead me to salvation, those seeds that would lead me to Christ and to his grace and to his love. See, the yesterday of regeneration is when we buried the old man with all that sin. That's when I laid the old Terry to rest. You're dead, Terry. You need the new Terry, the new man to rise. And it's that birth of the new man by the Holy Spirit that we become a new creation in Christ. And that is a milestone in our lives. But remember, it's not by our works, but by our faith in Jesus Christ that we have that day. Saul of Tarsus is a prime example of a regenerative work in somebody. The Lord took him and made him a new man. Paul the Apostle, instead of Saul of Tarsus. No more a persecutor of the Christians, but a servant to Christ and a defender of the faith. The today is the day of suffering. We've all suffered in our life. We've all been, been everything from called names and picked on, to bullied, to being cheated, to somebody doing us wrong, and in, in some ways people actually harming us and hurting us, and some people killing, and killing people in our lives. The world today has gone nuts, especially this country, with the violence. So we all, even if you're not a Christian, have gone through sufferings. And you'll go through your life suffering. It's what you do in Christ that matters. See, as Christians, we're told that there will be persecutions. There will be hatred towards us. There will be the loss of our normal life. Normal meaning what the world expects a person to do, not what Christ expects you to do. Suffering as a Christian many times is going to be a renouncement of worldly goods and treasures to do the Lord's will. You will, at times, maybe, lose reputation. You may have a successful business, and because you're a Christian, the devil is going to hit you, and they will try to take away your reputation, and will try to knock that idea of salvation out of your head. I was just thinking, I think all of us have done, gone through that, haven't we? And then the final one is death. We Christians are going to suffer death. But we're only going to suffer death once, or we're going to suffer it twice. See, the important thing is, is while we remember Memorial Day, 
Maybe we need to put a little remembrance on how we was and the gratefulness that we should have in Jesus Christ. Yes, this is about those that are dead, but they are in the grave now. We thank them. We appreciate everything they did, their sacrifice. We try to take care of their families, or we should be. Even if it's just out of Christian love, if it's not, I don't depend on the government to do anything. The Bible says a Christian is supposed to take care of these things. But we seem closed up in our doors, don't we? We kind of forget where we came from. We came from a sinful past. A lot of people say humble beginnings. No, I wasn't humble then. I was pretty boastful and proud of myself. But today I look back and think, all the years I wasted in sin. Remember, sin is just sin is sin is fun for a moment, but it's always fleeting. It's always fleeting. And it always leads to destruction. And that's why we need that Savior. And while we may not suffer all these things as others have, you may not suffer everything. You may not suffer what Georgette suffers or what Adam suffers. But you're going to suffer from something. We are assured that we are not immune from those sufferings either if we're in Christ. That is important. We was talking this morning about people who just seem to lose their faith. That's because they think and are told by false prophets that once they get saved, all everything is perfectly normal here on earth. You're going to get rich. You're going to be healed of every malady. What if God, as my wife, what if God uses her handicap of being in a walker to encourage others that, hey, I got a headache today. I'm not going to church, but Lisa's coming through the doors. She's traveled 70 miles to be here today. She gets up in the morning and she's in pain, and I see it. When we go home, she's in pain and has to take the recliner. But I understand because she's in pain and she's tired, she's wore out. But God has not healed her of that, but he, I guarantee you that she's a changed woman and he healed her spirit. And she buried the old woman and took on the new woman when she got saved. And she has such an angelic spirit now that sometimes I just, I just lay there at night and, I, and I, I cry in bed. Why? Lord, heal her. But as we talk today, it comes into to my heart by the Holy Spirit. I know it's the Holy Spirit that says, I'm using her for a greater work. So she's not lost her faith because of that, because of her suffering. We all suffer. We're never alone in this. Let me tell you, what you're suffering from, somebody's suffering worse. When I laid in that hospital bed and I thought the Lord was calling me home and I was so sick and had all that sepsis and stuff, Lisa can tell you, I, I just kept telling the Lord to take me home, but I wasn't sitting there saying, oh, woe is me, not because I'm better than anybody else, but because I knew probably in the next room there's somebody worse than me. And worse, maybe because they didn't know the Lord as their Savior. Maybe they was getting close to that point where God was going to call them home. At least I knew where I was going and had assurance through my suffering. Did it hurt? Yes. But that's not going to shake my faith in Jesus Christ. So suffering we will go through. Handicaps or accidents. Things that you say, I don't understand why this is me. And God says, because I'm going to use you for a greater good. A greater good. What better job could you want? 
Because this life is only temporary. The future life is what's eternal. Be in the will of God. Even through that suffering, be in the will of God. Suffering is God's way to strengthen our faith and our dependence on Him. I've told you several times. I've got some visitors today, so I'm going to say it again. Lisa gives tests as a school teacher. You give tests not to know what the children know, it's what they don't know. It's what they don't have the knowledge in. It's, or, or what they're weak in. To, to give them, uh, show them that, that they need to work on this. They need to maybe study up on this, or maybe they need to, to start doing this. And so when we go through sufferings and tests, all that is is something that God's given us to, to show us where we're weak at. It doesn't mean he doesn't like us. He said, God doesn't love me no more. That's not true. Don't listen to that garbage. That's how you're tested. And if I know that God put something in me, an old temptation that maybe I used to be tempted by and I hadn't been tempted by for years, but suddenly here it comes, pops back up, the devil throws it back in my face, and I get tempted and I fail that test, that doesn't mean that I got an F because all the other hundred things on that test I, I, I got right, but I failed that one. That just shows me that I have a weakness there. And I need to work on that through Jesus Christ. So sufferings are a way to God to test us, strengthen us, and show us that we need to depend on him. So that's our today's. 1 Peter 5.10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and sell you. When you've suffered for a while, that makes you perfect, because you understand now what people go through. You understand maybe through a temptation, and now you're suffering because of that temptation, not to do that again. And here's why. Because of God. You need to keep your eyes on God. And it strengthens you, and it settles you in the faith. You get settled in it. Not to where you, it's, it's taken for granted, although I do admit a lot of Christians do that. And they shouldn't. And they need to repent of that. But what it does, it settles you in, so you realize that you are a family, and, and you're comfortable with it. You know, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But, that, but if his yoke is easy and his burden is light, what's the main word there? You still have a burden. You still have a burden. He's still got things he wants you to do. But with his help, with him holding your hand, with him being there for you, he'll never send you out there to do something he has not already equipped you to do. You just haven't, maybe he's given you that gift, but you just haven't expressed that gift. You're a little nervous about it, or you just don't step out of faith in that gift. But he's given you, given you all, the, all the tools you need to do what he's asked you to do. Let's get to our tomorrows. As the song said, if tomorrow all the things were gone, I've worked for all my life. Well, you know what? There's another song that says, too, tomorrow never comes. <laughs> it's always going to be today, but we keep looking for tomorrow. We keep looking at tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is our heavenly glory. Tomorrow is our heavenly glory. Until our heart stops beating, it's going to be in the future because we're not going to get there until our heart stops beating. But it's a source of true joy. Luke 10, 20 says, Notwithstanding in this, notwithstanding in this rejoice not, 
but the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't rejoice because you may be able to, you, you, you've been able to maybe cast out a demon from somebody. You recognize demons or, or you, you, you can, you, God has chosen you to maybe uh, lay hands on people more than the other person and, and those people seem to be getting healed. You don't rejoice in that. You don't boast in that. You don't brag in that. You need to stay humble. You, get, you rejoice and you're happy because your names are written in heaven. That's not what you do down here. Yes, you can have a satisfaction. I get a self-satisfaction at preaching every Sunday to you guys because I just love it when God starts working through me. But here's the thing. Your names are written in heaven. That's where you get your joy from. Other than that, you're just working for God. You're a servant. Remember that. You cannot be higher than the master. The tomorrow heavenly glory is going to show you that you're going to be exalted. Now, I know a lot of Christians will say, oh, I, I don't do it. In heaven, you'll be exalted for your faith. Luke twenty-two thirty 30 says that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom. Who gets to come to a king's table? Somebody that he's wanting to exalt that's highly favored. It says, and sit on thrones. Who gets to sit on a throne? Somebody that's exalted and highly favored. And guess what you do when you're sitting on the thrones? Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. See? You're an heir to the kingdom. You have a king. Yeah, we live, we don't live in a democracy for one thing. We live in a public. But we are also, we belong to a monarchy. That's King Jesus' kingdom. And we're not just servants, but we're heirs. And we're friends. So he's going to exalt us when the time comes. God promises a place of permanent residence when we get to our heavenly glory, doesn't he? John 14.2 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He's preparing a place for you in heaven. Remember, Jesus was a carpenter. I kind of look at it that way. I know that's not, not biblical, and that's not the way to think of it, but the, my little mind works like that. I, Jesus was a carpenter. He's up there building a place for you. In heaven, he furnishes with undying hope. Philippians 3.20 says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we took, look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where our hope is. When we talk about heaven, don't we talk with it, with it with hope? We don't talk about it with sadness. Oh, man, I just, I'm going to go to heaven. No, we don't do that. It's like, I'm going to heaven because Jesus is my Savior and he died for me. And I love him so much, I just want to do what he wants me to do. So when we have conversations here, we're talking about that wonderful, undying hope that we have. That's more than all the gold in the world. Speaking of gold, he provides a glorious inheritance. 1 Peter 1 4 says, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, defiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. An incorruptible inheritance. We know what that is. That's a glorified body, don't we? It's not defiled, and it will never fade away. The greatest inheritance you could have is to be totally pain-free, worry-free, being in heaven with your father. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not fortune. 
not the best car. It's not the biggest house. It's not the biggest boat. Our inheritance is a glorified body, which means everything. You're going to feel better than when you was 10 years old. And the last one on that one, tomorrow of, the tomorrow of heaven, the glory is, there's a register that's kept of the names of all its citizens. Revelation 21, 27 says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life, and that's the important thing, be written in the Lamb's book of life. Have your name there. Have your name there. If you're a Christian and you slid a little bit and you've got unrepented sins in your life, repent of them. Jesus says that he is faithful and just to forgive those sins. Why in the world would you run from it? Well, I ask a question that's, that, that hits home because there for a long time after being a new Christian, something would come up and I, I would sin and I would run from it. And maybe a day or two before I even repented of it till the conviction got so heavy in my heart. I don't think God saw that. Oh, yeah, he did. Sure he did. And he made sure the Holy Spirit kept telling me, you got some repentance to do, son. Uh, you're not lost, but you got some repentance to do. Because nothing can come into heaven that defileth or make a lie. Can't do it. Can't be unholy and come before a holy God. Be ye holy for I am holy. We had a sermon on that a couple weeks ago. And you're going to fail those. At some time or another, you will fail those. Easy one to fail is the lion. But he says he abhors lying. He repeats it over and over and over. But that's the, one of the easier ones to fail. Because somebody comes and, 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 and asks you a question, you don't want to hurt their feelings, so you just make something up so you don't hurt their feelings or don't want to tell them the truth because it might hurt their feelings. And instead of just saying, I'd rather not discuss it or maybe you need to ask somebody else or you just blurt something out and go on, keep building upon it. Well, that's a lie. Well, it's just a white lie. It doesn't matter. There's no breakdown. The Bible doesn't say, well, there's white lies and black lies. Says it don't lie. Yes, you make your yay or yay, you know, nay be nay. But I've failed that. I'm not perfect. There is nobody perfect in this world but Jesus. So what do we do? We go to the Lord and repent of that sin as soon as it happens and say, I don't know why I did that, Lord. Why I blurred that out. I didn't I didn't want to hurt their feelings, but but you know, I I just learned I failed to test. You know, because the devil will send people to get you to flunk. And just say, I'm sorry, Lord. Help me not to do this again. And it may happen 10, 15, 20 times throughout your life. But each time, go back to God and repent and say, Lord, help me. I have a weakness in this area. Help me. And he will. But if you get to heaven, you got unrepentant sin in your heart. Or you got something going on. What did he say? Depart from me, I never knew you. Hmm. A lot of things in that Bible. That's why we need to read it. It's not just, it's not just all this and that. It's not, everybody says, well, God is love. Yes, God is love. But God is also God of wrath. God is a God. He's a jealous God. And he has a right to be. He created us. He decided what the rules were. He created us. Never boast on yourself. 
Never boast on tomorrow. Never boast on the things of tomorrow. But only be true to the honor and glory that comes from God. John 12, 26 says, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. That's us. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Him will my father honor. Leave it up to God. Leave it up to God to honor you. Don't go seeking for it. Well, I'm trying for that trophy. I'm not saying if you're playing a game or something, sports, you don't try for the trophy. I think everybody, that's the problem now. They're trying to not have people competitive. Competition's good. Competition's good. You need to get a trophy. First, second, third. But, you know, if you get second, don't berate somebody and say, well, you know, that's, that's just first loser. Don't, don't do that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of times in my life, I mean, I got third place in a singing contest once. You know what? I was happy to get third place because I, I didn't think I should even rank up there. So I was happy to get that. I knew I, wasn't gonna get, I shouldn't have gotten 10th. But here's the thing. Let God honor you. Let God boast. Let man boast upon you. Just you don't boast upon yourself. And don't, don't boast about tomorrow. He says you, there's nothing about tomorrow you can do. You can't do anything about it. So remember the yesterdays of your regeneration. Remember that. Remember, it's good sometimes to look, to look back. It, you know, we're forgiven, but we can look back and say, man, I'm so glad Jesus came into my life. Because with that over me, there was no way. I was, I was going straight to hell. But I'm so glad Jesus did that for me. I'm so glad Jesus was there and Jesus said, come on, I got my arms open. Come on. Give your, give your life to me. Repent of your sins. Trust in me. Believe in me. And you can have eternal life with me. And then when you go through the sufferings of today, just remember, you're not alone. But also remember, too, that Jesus is with you the whole way. No matter what you're suffering from, no matter what you think life has thrown at you, no matter what you think people are doing to you, God loves you. As long as you remember and know that God loves you and Jesus loves you, you'll get through it. I don't remember the pain so much from when I was in the hospital. I don't remember when they cut me open and had tubes sticking out of me. I don't remember that pain so much. I remember that at the time it must have, it was, had to be really painful because my wife was there and I woke up with these tubes sticking out of me. And I remember a whole week of not being allowed to eat or drink anything period, I remember suffering, but do I actually remember the pain right now? No. It's just, you just know it was there. Kind of like, I guess, women say the pain of childbirth, that it's so painful, but then once that baby's there and everything else, and you're holding it, you kind of forget all the pain. I don't know if that's true or not, ladies. I hear that, and I'm a man, so I don't know. But in closing, I'm going to tell you this. Our text was Proverbs 27, 1. Remember, boast not thyself to tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. What I always tell you, read the passage. For Proverbs, the second version of that, the second, second verse of that says, Let another man praise thee, and not thy own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. 
God says it's okay for you to get honor from somebody else. If the president or if the mayor or whoever called, called you and said, I want to give you a thing for saving somebody's life or whatever, you know, you, you can go and you can be honored. They're getting pleasure by honoring you and man is honoring you. Don't, don't sit there at home like I have a tendency to do and go, oh, no, 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 no. No, don't do that. Go. But here's the thing. You don't boast on yourself. You don't start getting so proud and say, oh, I saved that kid from that house, and I did this, or, I, or that building was burning, I drug out somebody, there's a car wreck, and I said, and you don't go around telling everybody boasting, 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 boasting like you're the greatest thing to come along since cream of wheat. You don't do that. You just, you just do. You just be the Christian. And if man wants, you, wants to honor you for something, then take, take what they're given and let somebody else do it. God says that's okay. Just don't get your head full of stuff. Because you're still just a servant of God, which is a wonderful thing. That's not to belittle it. That is to say that is one of the highest things that you can get on this earth is to be a servant from God. Remember the upside down? Remember the upside down teaching that we've been learning on Wednesday nights through those videos? It's upside down. Kingdom of God is upside down. What Jesus says to do is upside down. You want to be first, be last. You want to, be, you want, you want to lead, serve. A lot of people have forgotten that thing now. Public servants have forgotten it. People in the service industry have forgot it. Civil servants have forgot it. We are not to forget it. So on this Memorial Day, we honor those that gave their lives. We honor those that their suffering is done, and we, we hope that they had, many of them or most of them had accepted Christ as their Savior. And if they have, they're in heaven right now. They're waiting. For they're waiting for that big trumpet to sound and for everybody else to show up. But in the meantime, you can remember your tomorrows too. And be thankful for what Jesus Christ has done for you, even though you might suffer. And then think about the glories of heaven, where you'll be with the Father and be with Jesus Christ at his table. This has been Truth Matters a ministry of the First Church of God in Glasgow, Kentucky. You may email us at glasgow1chog at gmail.com or visit us at 1517 Glenview Drive in Glasgow. Join us next time for another insightful and timely message from Truth Matters. I'm Lisa Ames. God bless.